Hey podcast community, it's Eric, and I've got something exciting for all you online entrepreneurs out there. If you're looking to take your e-commerce store to the next level, you need to check out Aurora Repricer. With Aura, you can effortlessly reprice your Amazon inventory automatically. Ready to elevate your Amazon business? Head over to stigmasandopenwounds.com slash Aura. That's A-U-R-A to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. So this week, as promised, we are going to talk about the impact of reading and that talks about the impact of reading in our life and the impact of reading in really everyone's life. And uh, the reason that we chose to do this one is because, I mean, Eric and I, well, we have another podcast <laughs> where we do book reviews, yes. And I mean, the reason that we did that is because we've, we really, we do a lot of reading around this house and we read different things. Eric reads mostly nonfiction. I read mostly fiction. But we've realized that Reading has a huge impact in our life, and I did a little research, and it's not just our life that it has an impact on. It actually has an impact in people's lives. So I thought I would just sit down and talk to you about the impact that it has on our life and the impact that it can have on your life, too. And and I think that a huge, like, for both of us, I wouldn't say that we were not readers, Mm-hmm. Ever, I think we were always kind I took of a readers, pause, but, kind of. but but the the amount of reading that we do has excessively picked up, right? Um, you know, I, in the past, so, I don't know, probably year, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of funny because I have in here some notes about you know I had I had a period of time where I would say it was high school or college where. I was reading a lot of Stephen King, and right next to me, I have a bookshelf that I made of Stephen King books. I and um, I'd sit outside and read them. And then suddenly it just wasn't my thing anymore. And and then I tried to find new books and I just, I couldn't. And people would loan me books. And then I was like, oh yeah, I got to get them back to you. And I remember, I remember our sister-in-law, she loaned me two books. And I was like, oh yeah, I got to get those back to you. She's like, don't give them back to me till you read them. I'm like, shit. So I finally read them and they were pretty good. That was the closest I got to to getting back into reading, and uh, and I actually have a few more from that author that I want to try reading, but it wasn't until uh, I would say two, maybe three years ago, that I finally got back into it because I found an author that I that I really liked. But uh, then I gathered as much of her her books as I could. Then when I finished her books, I had to <laughs> I had to gather authors that were like her. And, um, and yeah, so now I, I don't stop reading unless pretty much unless we're on vacation or I have a migraine, which I've been on sabbatical for about a month because of a migraine, which has been driving me nuts. But, uh, which is funny because I was on sabbatical for a couple of years, which didn't drive me so nuts. I mean, I was like, oh, I want to read, but now I'm just like, I want to read. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's really kind of funny how, you know, you read every day pretty much and the amount that we read now is is kind of crazy compared to what we used to read 
And 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 typically I I don't know why I do this, but I always have two books going concurrently. And actually, right but they're, now, but they're different <clears throat> kinds of books, and I like. And I know sometimes they are. And I know that you say too that sometimes a lot of times one happens to be on the Kindle. So I think I think it's kind of interesting that when one ends, you you always start another one, and whether it ends up being on the Kindle again, it's it's so. And I, I totally got that. It's you know, it's just what you do. And actually. As of right now, so for the first time probably, I don't know, probably in 10 years, I've read my first fiction book that I chose the fiction book to read. And Yeah, because we met the author and everything, which is – so here's here's kind of a sidetrack story. The way that I I started getting into reading was because we went to a book event where our friend Gavin was, and that's how I, I met the author. Now we went to this book event, and you met this author, and you thought, oh, this this uh and it's a different author but you thought oh this this book looks kind of interesting and i i got really excited because i was like ooh this could be a good fit for you i will say that author did lie to me though cuz he did one of the specific questions i asked was <laughs> was 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 the book set in wisconsin and he oh. said oh yeah it is loosely set in wisconsin and in from my impression i get no loose connections oh, to yeah. wisconsin in this yeah, book yeah cuz really what what started me on my books was she puts all her books in wisconsin and you're right yeah but i i am pretty excited cuz i do want to read your book eventually but i have a huge tbr <laughs> list so so but but so this is the, like the first bu- fiction book that i've read in probably 10 10 years of my choosing. Other, yeah, other than and, the ones that, that you and, said, I'll um, try that. And I think that moving forward, I'm going to try and be focused on having a fiction book and a nonfiction book going at the same time. Because I think that's a great idea, I and, still, which I think I need to do too, because I need to have nonfiction books. And rather than me trying to switch off, I think I need to have one going at one time because I can never switch off. I have to always have a fiction book going. So, And I feel like... I feel like that while I still my personal belief is is that that nonfiction is the way to go. I know mo- many people out there are probably sitting there listening saying, "What well, my god, nonfiction books are so so un uninteresting and mm-hmm. and boring." But the truth of the matter is is that there's a nonfiction book written about every topic on the face of the planet. So I mean, unless you have zero interest in your life, right? There's a nonfiction book that you can read that you're interested in. And right. And um, so I still feel like because I feel like, God, that that opens your mind so much more and it it widens your horizons. It makes you see the world through different people's eyes and things like that. And but yet when it, you're reading fiction, you can still do that because you're going. It somewhere. does. It does. It does. Uh, a fiction book can can I mean, have that effect because you're still listening you're still listening to another person tell a story, which I think does do that as much. I don't think it is nearly as powerful as a nonfiction book. Right. But the appeal that I have to to a fiction book is just I like escaping to a different reality, a different world, a different um, perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a really powerful thing too. And, and I guess I think in my, my head I always said, well, that's kind of what I had television for. Yes. But I feel like a book does a much better, more, you know, you escape more than you do with TV. Right, because you create TV is that like the world. lazy man's way of escaping, whereas mm-hmm. a book, it, a book makes you really like... 
makes right. your brain go and stuff like that. Not I'm Absolutely. not trying to talk ill about watching television. Cause right. I Cause do believe it. me, we watch yeah. TV. Yeah. No, and it's, it is really interesting. And especially like when you, if you ever pick up any of the books that I've, I've read, we talk about, Ooh, who would you have play this character if it became a movie or, or whatever. And, uh, and it's really interesting. I mean, it's really fun when you actually go to the places where are where the books are like in your head you you can feel that you're you're there it's it is uh it's really fun but uh but i want to kind of go back now back back in the day i mean i i have always read i mean my mom read to me and my brother then we you know then we always started to to obviously read you know we'd pass the book which i i think is funny we, you and i haven't done this in a while but we we got an old book. Uh, what is that? Three Investigators book. And we'll read that back and forth sometimes, which is just so much fun to do. And, um, you know, so me and my brother, my mom would sit and read. And I think that was a really good way to start us reading. And there's actually a fact here that says, and, and it says doctors at the Cleveland Clinic recommend that parents with their children beginning as early as infancy and continuing th- through early elementary school years, say reading with your children builds warm and happy associations with books, increasing the likelihood that kids will find reading enjoyable through the future. So I think that's awesome. So I, I don't know if I should, you know, maybe thank my mom for, for reading with me because, you know, now I'm I'm reading. And, and hey, I know my mom picked up reading again, partially because I gave her a book and then she's like, you got any more? So and now she found her own series that she really likes, which I'm happy about. But but yeah, I think that started. And then we always had things at school where if you told about the book that you were reading, you'd get, you know, erasers and stuff. And then through the summer, you could do summer reading programs. And I think I recall your mom said when you were younger, she would read with you too, right? Because I think she said that that was a really happy time for her. I mean, because she if she read with me, I don't remember it because it was I was so young. But I but, feel like but she like said all she did because she liked to spend time with you, and that was like her little time. I feel like I heard that in one of the podcasts. I'm, I'm pretty sure she probably did because I think that's just the thing that parents do. Um, but what like you're talking about with the eraser thing and stuff like well, that? Well, yeah, maybe we, not. We that, had yeah, me and my brother where we're nerds into that and and you know like I, I think I was probably in third grade and I read um I read the adventures of Mark Twain and and Tom nice. Sawyer or whatever and and I don't know maybe I'm wrong but I don't I think that those are typically books a third grader should be reading because they're a little bit further right. along than that but but I just did it because that computer thing that you did the quiz on to get the free stuff had mm-hmm. a lot of points for those two books right, and right. I forced myself to read them. Yeah, I forgot that you told so, me that, yeah. So I grew up reading a lot and, and I think it's a shame that I really, really, it's like one of the things I would look back on in my life and regret is, is that I didn't just keep with it. But I think but though that's, that's one of those things that, that happens, you know, you kind of go along bumps in the road. Well, and it we happens. Should be, it we happens. should be happy that we picked it back up. It happens, but it happens because in your life, you never had a person that continually read. Right. I wasn't exposed to. I mean, I guess my dad kind of did. But then again, my dad was a really bad example because my dad was all into war and stuff. And like, that was of no interest yeah. to me. So I was like, 
like I think I picked up a book he read one time and I started reading it and I'm like, well, this is garbage. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. And so, but I mean, but think about it had you, you like I, I pumped through probably um, three books a month. I'm going to say maybe I read probably three books a month. Mm-hmm. And had I done that since I was like 18 oh my years gosh, old, just amount- think about the amount of experience, amount of content that you would have consumed and how much wider your brain would be because so like, yeah, because I mean, I had, like I said, I had that period where I was reading a bunch and that was great. And then, and then that just stopped, mm-hmm. you know, because I, like I said, I got obsessed with Stephen King and that was great. And then something happened where I was just like, eh, he's not that, I, I think it was that, like, I felt like all his books were the same. It was like, how many cars can you put in a book and, you know, just stuff like that. And then I just got over him, and now I don't really read. I read some mystery, but not really. Now I just read like a certain kind of rom com or or books that you know nonfiction that that are pertaining to me or something like that. And and I think the thing is, is you and I always talk about you have to find your niche. You know, when whenever you're doing something, whether it's traveling, reading, whatever, you have to find your thing. So if you think you don't like it, you probably do. You just have to find the right thing. You have to find the right book, the right type of book. You have to find the right place to travel to. You have to find the right thing. Right. And I had changed and now I'm into a certain kind of romance, the, the kinds that are like rom-coms. So, you know, that that is or, what I'm into now. More importantly. They are romance novels written by talented authors. Yeah, That's that is, is that is exactly <laughs> it. That is exactly we're not ha- talking Harlequin right here. We're talking no, we're like- not talking the kinds that have the guys on the book that are like Fabio with the long ass hair and and uh, yeah, I mean, and and it's funny because I I watched I watched the one um, thing with the Fox Cities Book Festival and there was a girl on there and and that's how I got my second author that I like. And she's just this this quirky ass girl, and I was like, I gotta see what book she has, and that's how I found my second author, you know. And I think that's sometimes how you find your authors: see who you like, man. Mm-hmm. And and because I like her, and she's kind of like me, I I like I like her books because her the main characters are like her, mm-hmm. and I think that's super cool, and uh and I can get lost in her world, and I I think that's. That's kind of important there. And I think, so I think that as, as human beings, we all have routine and we all have like, our, our lives are pretty much, you know, they run in a circle. You wake up in the morning, you do pretty much the same thing throughout your day, come home, finish your night the same way. For the most part, that's, we all have a routine, right? Right. And, and if you really think about it, well, I think that we... We've always done this, and the, I think the reason why we do this is because it's comfortable. You know, like, yep. like it's comfortable to have a routine, to know what's going to happen and not be surprised by anything, which I think that's a very healthy thing. In fact, I over probably the last year, I think that's more healthy than I ever realized. But at the same time, if you just are in that routine, you you never really get out of your small circle. You never right. see there's a big world out there. Nothing to see, new is going to happen. You don't see any of it because you're just so in tune to just your routine that that's all you see. Mm-hmm. And I'm very guilty of this. Believe me, like oh, if yeah. people ask me about 
like things going on in the news, for instance. I'll be like, dude, if it doesn't happen in my house or if it doesn't happen in my warehouse, I just don't care. Yeah, my, so like, like at Christmas, my mom's like, did you see? And I said, let's just stop right there. If it's, yeah, yeah. I don't watch the news. If it's news, I don't know about it. And, and, and I think a lot of people look at that and said, oh, that is so sad or whatever. But but to me, it's like like – no, that's what I use reading for is that it right. exposes me to new things. It brings new things out. And to me, you turn on the news and, and again, there's going to be people are going to get really upset about this, but everything I see on the news is just negative. And yeah. It's not, it's nothing to make you happy. Right. You know, that's why people- I mean, maybe if you turn on like, like, like good morning America, they might have some heartfelt, charming story, but for the At most the part, end. like, but but for the most part, like news is just negative. Politics is just negative. Why do you think the people and, we run into half the time are negative? And, because yeah. that's what they watch. And and that's the thing is is that I feel like most people surround themselves with all that negativity, which just makes them negative people. And and right. reading is an outlet that you can bring a lot it, of positivity in your life. You can expand your life, and it doesn't have to make like I would tell you that if you ever read a book and the topic of the book that you read made you angry don't read that a book yeah, like that anymore it. you're reading the wrong kind of book right read well, a book that gets you excited that makes you happy you know and you it can, extends both ways it expands nonfiction and fiction right you know i mean if if the fiction book that you're reading is making you you hate all the characters and just make you want to kill them all, well, that's not a fiction book you should be reading. You should be reading a fiction book of characters that you love, that you adore, and what they're doing. And as flip side, like if you read a topic of a nonfiction book and it ticks you off, well, that's not a book you should be reading. Right. You should be reading one that grows your mind in a way that you get excited about it. Right. I and, mean, and it can take you so many places. I mean, like like I had said in one of our review place reviews, the the last book that I read that that you have yet to read, I was reading about witches and stuff and I was like I've just felt like I was literally at the witch burning. And I I mean, if you if you can imagine that kind of thing, I thought that was just really rad. Mm-hmm. So, it's just really fun when you can go to these places but not really go to them. Mhm. And and we're going to talk and probably do podcast episodes in the future about different mediums that pretty much accomplish the same thing, I think, that... Right, like that podcasting, Podcasting, music. music, and things like that. I mean, all media is trying to achieve these very same things. Right. But... Some I've, are better. I also... I thoroughly believe that... Reading is one of the strongest one of these because mm-hmm. I don't think that there's any other medium. Reading, you have to be focused. Your brain really has to be working. Right. Whereas there, there are music some days- and music and um and like even podcasting, you can zone out. You yeah. can you can overlook things where it's a lot. It's just there's a lot more absorbed. I think when you're right. consuming. Books and there, there are wor- some the days. Word. There's some days where I can't read because it's just I can't focus on the words. I can't actually. I'm like mm. I didn't get any of that chapter, so I'm like I'm not gonna. But uh, let's talk about some of the benefits. I uh, I looked up and and a lot of the the sites had the same thing, so we're just gonna go with with this. So so I have reading can strengthen your brain, pretty much what we've been saying. So basically. It benefits both your your physical and mental health, and basically the benefits 
last a lifetime and they begin in early childhood and continue through your senior years. And using MRI scans, this is this one is really interesting. Using MRI scans, researchers have confirmed trusted sources that reading involves a complex network of circuits and signals in the brain. As your reading ability matures, those networks also get stronger and more sophisticated. So in what I would take from that is is that probably the more you read, the more you're going to absorb from what you're reading because right. your brain and which makes complete sense. You lift weights over time, you can you get, lift you more weights, <laughs> right? And yep. and I think that and this is brings up another great point about reading and anything with your brain is is that I've always found it funny that that and we had this conversation not that long ago where where. There is a, a multi, multi-billion dollar market out there to help you to take care of your, your physical muscles, your arms, yes. your shoulders, your yes. just your general health, right? And Why not your mental health? Right. And those are all muscles. And we know for – there is not a person, I think, listening to this podcast that's going to tell me that working out muscles doesn't help muscles, Right. right? But unless you work them out too hard, then but obviously right, you, you can, can do obviously everything. do you can overdo everything. But but working out your muscles is a good thing in general consensus. But mm-hmm. and most people are focused on it because, like I said, they're they're selling billions and billions of dollars of product right. to to help people grow, get bigger muscles. Or but or what, what we can do, we can also the one that I always like to say is so many people get oil changes on their car. Right. But they neglect their physical, mental health. Right. What, right. But what I'm saying is, is like, we're fully acknowledged that we, we need to do a better job with our physical health. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a lot about our mental health. Like, right. like, what are we doing? Because obviously our brain is a muscle. Right. So, and the good thing about it is, is that, I mean, just generally in society, you're constantly working your brain. Right. You know, it's very hard to shut your brain off to the point where it's not working. Right. But I mean. But a lot of people like to to just shut their brain off when they get home from work. But, but it's still being used. They're still watching TV. And every time you watch TV, your brain is doing something. Depending on what If your brain's not doing something, you would just not see anything. Yeah. Because it's all funneled through your brain. But at the same time, what you're doing is you're reusing your brain for the same thing over and exactly. over again. And. And. And by reading, it's it's kind of expanding the, the muscles you're working and contractions. Right. And, and it's like, and I, I don't see why there's not a huge movement out there for keeping your brain tuned. Exactly. Right. Like like you said, the brain oil change. Yep. And and that doesn't really exist out there, and that just shocks me. I mean, right. You can look at it and say, well, like meditation, mindfulness, that's that, which mm-hmm. it is. Right. But I also feel like. Nobody questions that the P90X can help you become stronger. Right. A lot of people think meditation and mindfulness is garbage. Right. Absolutely. And, but they're the same thing, just attacking different muscles. Right. Right. They think everybody who does that kind of stuff is a little bit weird. I Yeah. I mean, they think they're weird. And why do they think they're weird? They think they're weird because they think they that don't, doesn't no, work. That's yeah. just like a... Like a weird thing that people do, yep. but but what it's essentially doing is working out your muscle, and yeah, 
It's just a different muscle that we don't, you know why? Because we don't see it. It's inside the head. Right. And mindfulness and meditation is just one way, but like reading is another another great way. way. Yeah. You know, listening to podcasts is another great way. Listening to music is another great way. And they excel in different ways. But I think having a blend of all of these things Mm -hmm. should be something everybody should be doing. Absolutely. So another thing that it does is increases your ability to empathize. So I like that one. So if you're confused on that, Research Trusted Source has shown that people who read literary fiction stories that explore the inner lives of characters show a heightened ability to understand the feelings and beliefs of others. So it's a good thing. So it is a good thing that you are reading a fiction book right now. So researchers call this the ability, the theory of mind. And set of skills essential for for building, navigating, and maintaining social skill, social relationships. Sorry. See, you know, okay, now, when you first said that, I didn't get it. But now that makes 100% sense because think about it. Like, uh, I'm going to use the LGBTQ community for this example. Okay. People that have never met somebody within that community are more prone to be afraid of them or to think they're evil or to think there's something wrong with them. But once you meet somebody within that community, you understand they're like everybody everybody else. else. They just have a different, this one thing they have a different view on. Like Mm -hmm. they would prefer to either be recognized as something different or they would prefer to, you know, spend their time with not the opposite, whatever it might be. And and just by you meeting one person, it right. changes your perspective too because now you realize that maybe in your head you're demonizing that person. Mm-hmm. But by meeting that person you and maybe establishing a relationship with them, you see more. And that's essentially what you're doing with a nonfiction character. Is your, or with your, a fiction character. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, with a fiction character. Right. Is you're seeing inside their head. Exactly. You're seeing their thought process of how they're coming to a conclusion. Right. Which makes you a stronger person because you now understand that personality perspective. Right. Which I think is brilliant. Right. Think about Eleanor Oliphant. Exactly. That's a great example. She was, she was super neurodivergent. But, you know, when you're when you're reading the book, you know, we basically knew, oh, my gosh, she is she's different. And but we loved her right off the bat. Right. And maybe maybe a lot of people that read Eleanor Oliphant don't say, oh, she's neurodivergent. But they see all these quirky things that actual people have, Mm -hmm. you know, like none of what Eleanor Oliphant was was anything that doesn't already exist in society. She right. may have been slightly more extreme of it, but you see that and then it changes your perspective. And you, so when you see a person out in society that has that same plan, you know, like in Eleanor Oliphant, they did a wonderful job of making her just adorable. Right. You know, like she had all these quirky things, but all of them were adorable when it was all said and done. Right. And then, so now when you see a person out in society that has that same trait, instead of being turned off by it, you might think, oh, that's like Eleanor <laughs> Oliphant. That's so adorable. Right. You know, or whatever. Whatever your return from that was. So Right. right. And I guess I had never thought of that perspective of reading right. as being a power. But yeah, that is a huge, huge advantage. Exactly. 
So, you know. And, you know, again, reading is not the only way to become in tune to that. Exactly. The but more it's people that you come way. across, the more the more podcasts that you listen to, the just the more sides of, of conversations that you listen to, just everything. But that is one way that you can understand it, you know. I, I feel like I've come to you when I've read books and said, oh my gosh, well, this person has said this, but but that is definitely one way that you can say say that. So mm-hmm. I do find that to be interesting. So I like this one. It can also build your vocabulary, which I definitely, I, I will one. say, I will say I I have come across words that I, <laughs> sometimes all of a sudden I start to use just unknowingly. Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, I do, I do. And actually this this is called the Matthew effect and it's after the biblical term or the biblical verse uh Matthew 13:12 and I'm not going to go into how they got that. But yeah. So I find that to be to be kind of interesting. And then it can also kind of as you started to go into, it can also help prevent age-related cognitive decline. Mhm. So, and this one they go into and they say, the National Institute on Aging Trusted Source recommends reading books and magazines as a way to, to on keeping your mind engaged as you grow older. Although research hasn't proven conclusively that reading books prevents diseases like Alzheimer's, studies trusted resource show that that seniors who read and solve math problems every day maintain and improve their cognitive functioning. So they haven't proven it yet. However, they it's just sort of one of those things where they're like, you know, you should probably do this. It's kind of like, hey, your your brother was telling your mom, hey, maybe if you do duolingo, that mm. can help your your brain. And, you know, a lot of older people do crosswords, knitting, stuff like that. So, and I mean, as you can, as as we read through this, you can see there's not a whole lot of disadvantages to reading. <laughs> so, so I mean, let's just pretend that 10 years from now that they prove that, well, maybe that doesn't help whatever the your cognitive yeah. abilities as you get older. Who but cares? Who just cares? Do it. Who cares? There's plenty of other good reasons to read. What else are you going to do when you're retired? Yeah. And, and I mean... And I I always look at it from this perspective as I think that most people, until it's proven wrong. <laughs> well, and I think that most people what they do is they, um, they they live their door day to day routine right, mm-hmm. and, and they get focused into things that they see in the news and stuff like that. For most parts, people, you know, all the negativity negativity on social media and stuff like that, and and it's like. Do you really want to expand your brain with a whole bunch of negative? That's how I feel. I don't want that yeah, in my brain. Like, like I think that's why people are negative. Again, I mean, I, I just my argument would be zone all, zoom all that out of your life. Don't even don't pay attention that to that, on. and only treasure through positivity everywhere. Yeah, Read I, the content that you contain. Make it grow. Make it yeah. make it make you more happy. Make it make you more enlightened to things that are important to you. Right. Don't don't absorb content like i understand that i we can't all avoid there's always going to be negativity right you know like you can't avoid it a hundred percent but 
to say, I'm not going to read a book that I could learn something valuable from, mm-hmm. but I'm going to sit down and watch Fox News and, and absorb all this oh, yeah. negative content that enrages me and gets me upset about the way the world is working. Look at those two and think, which one's better? Right. You know? That's exactly it. So, <laughs> along those lines, <laughs> reading reduces stress. Go figure, right? And and this one, this is part of the reason that I actually read too, because I know when I'm depressed and all this stuff, I will I will read because it it does make me happier. And it's it's kind of funny because it says in 2009, a group of researchers measured the effects of yoga, humor, and the read and reading on stress levels in the stress levels of students in demanding health and science in the United States. And they found that 30 minutes of reading lowered blood pressure, heart rate, and the feelings of psychological distress just as effectively as yoga and humor did. So, and that, again, and I I mean, I'm going to argue that depending on what you read... Right. The results could vary on I mean, that. obviously, if you're, if you're reading, reading on something negative, then, yeah. you know, don't bother. Because understand that when we say this, like, part of what you have to do when you read is you have to pick the right thing to read. Because there right. are plenty, and, you know. And we're not saying don't read on something negative. If you're reading for research, yeah. If you're reading, if you have to read it for, for school. But if you're reading to de-stress, put that aside for temporarily. But uh, and obviously, if still do your yoga for and if you are reading something though that stresses you out or makes you angry, I'm, I would encourage you to reflect on why you're reading. I was that gonna and say, really think it like, is this the right thing for me to be doing? But again, because, if you have to read it for school, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if you have to read it for school, you have to read it for school. But but, but if you're but just, then don't read it to de-stress. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a long time, you know news news lover and stuff and you just want to bring that negativity into the written book i don't think that's a positive thing right i mean getting away from that is to me is the more positive thing to do there yeah you know and not surprisingly it prepares you for a good night's sleep Mm -hmm. and uh and again if it distresses you of course it does and the mayo clinic suggests this so and it's true i mean as much as i love reading i don't read when I go to bed, because I, because I am that person that that after a page of reading after in bed, yeah. I'm out, I'm done, Me I'm too. asleep. Yeah, so, if I'm if I'm tired, I can't read because I'm just like I don't know what I read. I read that sentence multiple times. The other thing I will say about reading, because you had mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that I typically am reading a book on my phone and a book, a physical book, mm-hmm. and I. By far, I prefer reading physical books, but I also am impartial. I'm okay with reading a book on my phone. And one of the things that I love about reading a book on my phone is that, you know, when I go someplace and I'm waiting for something, I don't know, let's just say I go to a doctor's appointment or something and I'm waiting in the waiting room. A lot of people take out Farmville, which not to say Farmville is 100% poison or anything, but- and but I do technically still have a phone, a book on my phone too, because I have my tarot book mm-hmm. and another book. So, so, but it is great. But the, but I would much rather you know read a small segment of a book while I'm waiting mm-hmm. than to get myself involved in some dumb game that's just trying Absolutely. to trap you into you know 
getting obsessed with it and hitting buttons mm-hmm. over and over again. And and even though there are a lot worse things you can do than play a game on your phone, but mm-hmm. I just think again, reading is a much superior thing you can do. Absolutely. And if you always have a book going on your phone, anytime you get a, a moment here and there, you can pick up a little, you know. Absolutely. So we just have a couple more things that facts that this does for you. Because believe it or not, guys, reading is very good for you. Mm. And this one, I can vouch for 100%, guys. Uh, it it alleviates depression symptoms. And I will tell you that there was a period where I was excited to get up to read my book. Like I was, And I was actually rereading a book, and I couldn't wait to get up. I can't – I'm trying to place what book it was, but I was so excited to reread it. Cause I, and I was reading it because I was in a, a period of depression and I was excited to get up and read it mm. again. So it was helping me with my depression. And uh, for me, I find this to be th- – this was my um, my nonfiction books or sorry, my fiction book because it, it took me somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like I was just like, I'm All going right. to a really cool fantasy place. And I'm sure some people it works if it is a nonfiction book because you're learning about something cool. But for me, I was just going to a place where I knew it was really cool and I could just escape. And I just spent like two days reading this book and and I was just so happy doing and, this. And I think probably too, a huge part of that is just when you woke up in the morning you had something to look forward to. Yeah. And that's, I think, a, one of the hugest things because if you're out there and you're you're waking up in the morning and you have nothing to look forward to, I mean, that's a sad, sad state of affairs well, to be in. You know to, what? Yeah. I, think, I think part of the reason, you know, I'll tell you guys, I actually just, and granted, it's winter right now, but I haven't been able to read for a month and I just spoke with my, with my, uh, with my doctor and I, I went on increased depression medication and, and I, uh, so it, it was just sort of one of those things where I'm just like, it, because I, I've been on, I've had migraines and everything. I'm just like, I can't do anything. This sucks. Mm-hmm. So I have nothing to look forward to right now. It mm-hmm. seems like, so yeah, it's no. just. And I mean, when you think about it that way, that's, that's not even, I mean, that is not even part of the aspect of making your brain work and stuff like that. It's just the fact that there's a reason to get up in the morning. There's something you're looking forward to. And, and right. maybe reading a book doesn't sound that exciting, but... For me, it does. Right. Like, especially, especially like right now, I my book, I'm like, it was a, it was was it's a good book. And I'm just like, this really sucks. I just want to find out like what happens in my book. And, and it's funny because she has a headache in her book. And I'm just like, so every time I start to read, I'm like, oh... But yeah, it might not sound, but, and, uh, and here's, here's the last thing. It may help you live longer. Dun, dun, dun. Go figure guys. And there was actually a study done to prove this one, a long-term health and retirement study. Trusted source followed a cohort of 3,635 adult participants for a period of 12 years, finding that those who read books survived around two years longer than those who either didn't read or who read magazines and other forms of media. The study concluded 
that people who read more than three and a half hours every week were 23% likely to live longer than those who didn't read at all. Eric's going to live longer. <laughs> Woo! So hopefully, hopefully we can live longer. Yeah. I mean, and that's not like a, a huge conclusive thing, but there's, I would say that there's a chance because you're, you're getting your brain working. Your, your little wheel is working in your head. And again, all those things that, that we had mentioned. Yeah. And I always look at it as like, just approach it from, I mean, look at something and, and think, you know, is this healthy or unhealthy for me? Right. Because I recently listened to another podcast and they were talking about what it, what is the term? But basically, like your uh, your ability, does it feel right or wrong? And yeah. how astonishingly accurate that feeling is. Typically, yeah. if something doesn't feel right to you, you should trust that feeling because you know I always because, go with my gut. Yeah, that's just how I always yeah. say. I, yeah. I'm just like, what does your gut say? And my gut does not steer me wrong very often. Sometimes it does, but I think it's always because I, for some reason, don't listen to my gut. Yeah, and and. You know, if your gut says, wow, reading's a lot of work, I probably shouldn't do that. That's not that's your gut. That's probably your brain. Your, that's not your gut telling you that, that reading is a bad thing. That's your gut trying to make you lazy. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, if you really look at the rationality of reading, I don't see how reading can be a bad thing. No. I mean, unless you're just and, reading poison. Yeah. But, and and that, that article right at the end said so what should you be reading and it said basically whatever you can get your hands on see and i would say whatever and, makes you happy to read yeah because it, again don't be reading something and, that just makes well, you and, angry and i was gonna say anger and, is not a good thing and now i know that study i think it said it, the that the people who read magazines they they lived a little bit shorter and granted i'm sure some of the magazines had junk in it mm. which granted you go to the doctor's office and you're like wow most of this is garbage <laughs> but yeah don't don't read something that's going to make you make you angry because make that's... you angry or just make you more skeptical about things yep. you know just try to grow and try to Try to expand your horizons and see the world in a new way that, but in a happy way, not in a negative connotation. Right. And you know what? Don't be afraid if if the if the book is just not doing it for you after a chapter or two, just toss it. Yeah, because and, there are so many books out there. I mean, you know, there was a there was a book I I said I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. It was it was like short stories, and I said I'm gonna go to the end. Probably shouldn't have. But there's sometimes I you just gotta give it a chance. Obviously, give it a chance because you never know what what's gonna happen. That's what you always gotta do. But oh boy, you just don't don't force yourself, man. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, if you force yourself through a book that's not doing it for you, you're not really gonna get much from that book, anyways. No. And, and I'm actually I'm kind of on the cusp right now because one of the books I'm reading. Uh, the good thing is is Currently, I have three books going because I was listening to a podcast, and and I, <laughs> I that they had an author it. for a book on it, and I was like, "Well, that book sounds interesting." And I went and found it, but it was on like one of the apps from the library, so I only have twenty one oh. days to check it out. Or once I check it out, I only got twenty one days to read it, so I got to read three books concurrently Jeez. right now. But uh, but that that book 
it's kind of one of these books where I'm like, I'm like, I don't really think this is that good of a book, you know, because I'm not taking much from it. So, so it, inevitably that might book might get cut yeah. because, because if you get done and you don't have a little tidbit of something from it, then why? Then what's the point, you know? Yeah. So, and believe me, you're not going to run out of books to read. No, There's because just I promise so many you, books in the world that it, it's funny because with. With the author that I found at, at the book festival originally, Amy E. Reichert, I flew through her books and then I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? And then I found another author. Then then I went on Instagram and and then I found a whole bunch of other authors and now it's just like, I accidentally bought another book. But it's not really accidentally. It's like, I meant to buy more. <laughs> you know, so now my, my to-be-read list is... It's a pretty big list, and I can't decide, you know. And I have to say, I saw one time, and I think that this is the best thing. Somebody said that your to-be-read list is like a wine cellar, that it just kind of comes around when it's meant to be read. And that was the best thing, because I had a book that just kind of kept sitting there, and then around my birthday, it was like, this is the book that needs to be read. It was called, um, uh, what was it? Something about Def Leppard. Um, Goodbye, Def Leppard. And it was perfect for my 40th birthday. Like Def Leppard, like in the band? Like yeah, the but it was technically- Pour it was, Some Sugar on Me band? Yeah, but it was technically her Def Leppard jeans, but it mentioned the band a lot. Okay. But it felt perfect for my 40th birthday. And it just kept sitting there. I was like, because I kept putting more, more and more books ahead of it. But then I was like, there it is. Now it's time to read that book. Yeah, and just always remember that that once you get into reading, you're you'll never run out of books. No, because but I then mean, the time will come when you're like, this is the time that it's time to read this book. Mm. It's you know, it'll happen, man. <laughs> but it you know it's fun, and then and then like we sit and discuss. Like I'm like, oh, so what? What are you reading now? How's it going? And then I I get all excited to tell him about my books, and then. <laughs> And, then- <laughs> and I will tell you too, man, if if you're one of those people that's like, I think I need to get into this reading thing, you know, I highly, highly encourage you to figure out a way, like, you don't have to start a podcast, but review your books mm-hmm. with somebody because, well, because and- when we record those podcasts, they... It it helps because we, we It don't- just pulls everything together. It makes you realize everything you've learned from that book. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, it's also very, you know, it's very rewarding to hear somebody's feedback because how many people can you, okay, you go out to the bar on Friday nights, how many people are going to want to hear you tell them about the book you're reading? Right. Like nobody. <laughs> so. Right. Well, and then and then some of your books, I'm like, oh man, I would almost want to read that book. Yeah, right. But then and like, to- I don't even know when I would read that book. To be able to freely have a conversation with another person. To just about your book and what you're reading. <laughs> Nobody wants to. Hear yeah, I mean that's a very powerful thing. So like, even if you're not starting a podcast, you know, maybe just try to find like a book par- book buddy. Yeah, where, where you know, like once once a week, once a month, whatever. Whenever you get done with a book, you sit down and you both have a conversation about the book you read. Now, what's going to happen with that? One. First of all, you could have a book buddy that's much better than my book buddy, where we actually read the same books, you know? 
which will turn you on to so many more books. That's true. That you want to read. And at the same time, it also just makes that reading experience so much better. But if you right. only have, if like me and Tracy, we read completely different books, but it's still a very, very positive experience to sit and t- tell each other about the books that we read. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's just, I just think it's fun to be able to gush about books. Right. I really do. You know, and, and it's also nice to know there is an app out there called Goodreads. I haven't used it in a while just because I'm, I've been so lazy, but you can mark down the books that you've read. They'll, they will, uh, recommend books that you can read. You can also like mark down books that you want to read and stuff like that. So it's a really cool book and they'll, they'll email you and, and, and just so you know, once, I mean, I'm sure there's some diehard book readers out there that have to use Goodreads all the time. But I imagine after doing about two weeks of re- Goodreads, you'll probably never have to use it again because yeah. the books will just keep flowing in that you'll never be able to keep up with them. Yep. I know. So, That's why I haven't used it in a while because I'm like, I don't need them to recommend me any more books right now. Because like, I've got more <laughs> books than I could ever read in two lifetimes at this point. I know. That's, I know. I'm like like oh no <laughs> i'm like but i do like to mark down what books i've read just because um because i like to know like how many i've read so now that it's the beginning of the year i should really mark down so that i can keep track of my 2024 books and and i can tell you like well for instance like so it's the new year so everybody's turning over new new leaves and stuff like that for about a week so all these people that that I follow on the internet and stuff. They're all giving away, giving away free books about how to better your 2024 and stuff like that. <laughs> so every day I'm downloading something else like, Hmm, I'll check this out. I'll check yeah. that out. It's, it's just, it's crazy. So, so I mean, there will, ne- it, that it, I promise you just like, cause I'm hoping anybody listening to this, probably a podcast listener listens to podcasts. Like you could never run out of podcasts to listen to. Well, you can never right. run out of books to listen to. You'll, you could never hear run out of music to listen to. Yep. So there's just a never ending supply of it. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, I think my bookshelf is probably full. I mean, yeah, it's, it's okay though. Well, you see, you know, and I'm looking at my bookshelf right now of books I have to read. It doesn't actually look that daunting. But at the same time, I also know that that there's probably just as many books on my phone yeah. that I need to read as there are books sitting up on that shelf. So yeah, it is pretty. It's a pretty. I actually think what the hardest thing is is when we go on vacation and I have to figure out how many books to pack <laughs> because then it's like, how much are we going to read on this vacation? Is it going to be a partially reading vacation or isn't it? Well, and you know what the best the thing I would say about that is is that just uh. Pack more than you think, or or it have an ebook. Yeah, that's the power of the phone. Well, and <laughs> that, that if is... you run out, you pack three books, and if you run out of books, you always well, got and that's your usually, phone. And that's what I, so... that, I think that's what I did last time. But I think it was funny when we were in Ecuador. The one girl was like, "This is when I catch up on my reading." And yeah. I was like, "This is when I fall behind on my reading." Because <laughs> usually, when when I'm at home, I can just sit all day. When you're at work and read and. But then when when we're on vacation, we're actually doing stuff. But she'll, but since she like has a job, mm-hmm. she'll she'll like have to work, and the, on vacation she'll read and yeah. And she just had a routine. She would go 
Because I I think she always traveled by herself. That's what it so, seems like. Yeah, so when she travels by when you travel by yourself, what do you do? You go out and you do stuff all day. Yeah. And then you but get done and you go back to your wherever you're staying and and you have a bunch of hours to burn. Yeah. So she would That's just totally what and, I would do, especially because I know a lot of those places didn't have TVs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would do that too, but yeah. but I think that's funny. Man, being a reader is, is amazing. Fun. It is. It really, really is. I mean, so hopefully we get three new readers out of this podcast episode. That's my goal. So. I want three people to start, pick up their first book in the past 10 years and read it and see what happens because hopefully you won't be disappointed. Yeah. I know I wasn't. No. Be open to what you read. I mean, again, it took me a while to, to figure out what I was, what I was uh, open to, but once I figured it out, I was in guys mm-hmm. in. I just I always remember like like my night. Even if you're like a little hesitant about it, it's just I mean, there's nothing that bad that can come from reading. No, you know, and 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 who knows? You might pick up a book and be like, "Wow, God, I'm so glad I did this." Because I will say that 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 this was one of those habits that I picked up that I'm really freaking glad I did. Me too. Me too. It it's so funny because I was not much of a reader, and it's funny because my mom was not much of a reader either. But then I gave her a book because I thought she needed to read it by that author, um, just because of what was in it. And then she and then she wanted more, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now and now she hasn't stopped. And if you pick up a book and you read it and you're like, "Well, this sucks," just remember, shake it off, and remember that. That yeah. wasn't the right book. Right. You right. Know? So, you know, it happens. It's... And, and it's okay to quit on a book. Yeah. Because like we said, there's plenty more out there to find. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, so next week, I'm pretty excited, or the two weeks, I'm pretty excited. We have a guest. She came to us and, and had something that she wanted to talk to us about, um, kind of a personal experience. So... So we're gonna we're gonna attack that and uh, yeah. Are we leaving it in cliffhanger? What that experience is? No, I guess we can we can we can open so, it right up. Yeah, we're gonna talk about a narcissistic personality, yeah. which is just something I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with and probably don't realize that there's actually a term for it. And and um, I mean, at this in the same way, it is just something that people are. But it can be scary, and yeah. and and also I think a lot of people probably have experience with people that suffer from this mm-hmm. and don't even realize it. Yeah. So, so she's going to kind of break down like how it affected her, her personal experience affected her, and um, you know, just like what to look for to yeah. see these people for who they are and blah blah blah. Yeah, so. and it actually uh, we recorded it, and I'm just gonna let you guys know it is a longer episode. Yes, it is so, a longer episode. So, so, so just be be ready for that. And uh, yeah, do you have anything else that you would like to add, Eric? No, just I encourage everybody to reach out and start reading. Feel free, hey, yeah, to uh, to send us emails, stigmas and open wounds at gmail dot com, right? Yeah, I got and that right? and, and go tell us our, what you're reading because maybe we'll want to read it. I was gonna say yeah, and go to our 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 website at stigmasandopenwounds.com and you can find this as well as uh, 
S-A-O-W book sounds, book reviews on there. And right. check out all of our book reviews and maybe you'll want to read yeah. one of those Maybe books. that'll be your starting point for finding a book to read, you know? Yeah. You got a vast selection. You can finance, business, romance. Yeah. I mean, other weird things like book about a Latin king member. I mean, there's all sorts of weird stuff on there. So. Yeah, there's some different ones on there. So yeah. who knows? Maybe you'll maybe you'll like one of those. So so yeah, check it out. And uh, yeah, I guess we will see you guys in two weeks. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys.